us. We're going to go down through a checklist of things. We're going to see where we are. Now, let's look at 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, we're going to look at what Peter did. In uh, the epistles of Peter, you'll find out that Peter was always reminding them of things that he'd already told them. Even Paul did that. Paul said, I'm reminding you by way of remembrance. He kept telling them the same things because he said that it was safe for them that things be repeated. Because a lot of times people don't hear it the first time. Sometimes people just don't hear. So in 2 Peter chapter 1, let's look at verse 12. He said, wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in the present truth. Now, you can be established in a truth and it's still beneficial for you to hear it again. But what happens in churches a lot of times is that people, because they've heard this scripture or that scripture or they heard that message before, they just tune you out. But notice what Paul said, excuse me, what Peter said. He said, I will not be negligent. That means he said, I'm not going to make this a light thing. I'm not going to be careless. I'm not going to neglect you to put you in remembrance, even though you know these things and you are established in this present truth. Praise God. It's just good to be reminded of some things, you know, because it is possible for you to let some things slip. Amen. You can let some things slip by you, and, they, and you can lose some things forever. They can slip by you and be gone forever. So uh, even Paul told Timothy, he said, Timothy, he said, the things that I've taught you, he said, I want you to put the saints in remembrance of these things, and if you do, you'll be a good minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. So good ministers will remind you of things you already know. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, let me read this out of the Amplified Bible. Well, let me finish reading. That was just verse 12. He said, yes, I think it meet or necessary as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. So I can stir you up. That means stir up your enthusiasm, stir up your zeal, your drive, and your desire for God by putting you in remembrance of some things that you already know. So what's going to happen? The Holy Ghost is going to remind you of some things he's already ministered to you, and he's reminding you of those things to stir you up so you will go ahead and not delay in doing those things. Praise God. How many of you know you had to remind your children to keep doing things? What are you doing? You're stirring them up, and they don't want to hear you remind them. Well, you already told me that. Yeah, but you ain't did nothing yet. You haven't moved. You hadn't acted on it yet. So I'm going to have to keep on reminding you until I stir you up enough for you to get busy. <laughs> Verse 14, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me, Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. 
He said, I'm telling you this because I'm not going to be with you long, but I'm going to remind you again so that when I'm long gone, you will remember the things that I'm telling you. Praise God. Now, let me read this out of the Amplified Bible. It says, so I intend always to remind you about these things, although indeed you know them and are firm in the truth that you, know, that you now hold. I think it right, as long as I am in this tabernacle, this tent, or this body, to stir you up by way of remembrance. Since I know that the laying aside of this body of mine will come speedily, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me, Moreover, I will diligently endeavor to see to it that even after my departure, my decease, you may be able at all times to call these things to mind. So it's not wrong to remind you of things that you already know. Some people think that to be reminded of something they already know is a waste of time. How many of you ever felt like that? If you already know how to do something, and somebody said, come here, let me show you how to do it again. You think it's a waste of time? Well, all the time it's not. Sometimes it's good and beneficial because sometimes you don't know what you let slip. Amen? So I want to remind you of some things tonight. The Holy Ghost wants to stir you up because he wants to bring greater blessing in your life. And he will stir us up to make adjustments in our walk with him that will cause a release of greater blessing in our life. It'll just fine-tune us. So what we're doing tonight, I'm going to give you a tune-up. I'm going to get under your hood today. <laughs> I'm going to get under your hood. I'm going to hook the machine up, and the machine is the Word of God. And the Word's going to shine, going to reflect the light back to you and allow you to see some areas where you need to make some adjustment. Okay? And then you'll run a lot smoother. Instead of missing... I mean, y'all got to miss. You came in mad, you got to miss. If you got strife in your heart, you're missing. You're not purring like you should. You're not as efficient as you should be. You know, if you, got, if you came in with some stuff out of order, I'm going to tell you, you need a tune-up. So I just say, go on. You know, a lot of times when you go get a tune-up, you say, look, just go ahead, check everything out. How I many of y'all go to doctors office and say, look, just check me out, doc? Check everything. Show me what I need to make an adjustment on. Well, we're going to make some adjustments tonight because it's going to cause us to be able to receive and access some of the things the Lord has been desiring to bring into our life. And sometimes these little bitty things, the Bible says it's the small foxes that spoil the vine that keep greater blessing from coming into your life. Now, in the process of doing this, you're going to have to examine yourself. And in examining yourself, you have to be brutally honest with your own self. Amen? I can't examine you this way. You have to examine yourself. Now, I can examine you to a certain degree, but I can't examine you the way you can examine you. Right? I mean, you know, we're all under examination. Every day you live as a believer, somebody's checking you out, inspecting you. Somebody testing you, inspecting you, examining you, watching you, and, and that's unavoidable. But the best inspection that you can have is one you do for yourself 
because you need to check up on yourself every now and then to find out if you're really walking the way you're supposed to be walking. Amen? And then you allow God to do his inspection. I mean, you know you can let the Lord inspect you because you might miss a few. He don't ever miss. So you need, to, you need to examine yourself and judge yourself, and then you need to allow the Lord to judge you or to examine you, to test you, to prove you so that there's no hindrance in the way of your relationship with God. Amen? Now, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Look at verse number 5. It says, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. But I trust that you shall know that we are not reprobates. Okay? So he's saying you really need to check your own life out, and you need to make sure and to see if you are really walking in the faith. Are you really living for Jesus? Are you really living the, as a Christian the way that God will want you to live? You need to examine yourself. I have to examine myself, and I have to, I have to take inventory, so to speak, and say, now, where do I need to make adjustments? All right? The Amplified Bible says examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. Test and prove yourselves, not Christ. Do you not yourselves realize and know thoroughly by an ever-increasing experience that Jesus Christ is in you unless you are counterfeits, disapproved, on trial, and rejected? So what this scripture is saying right here is that sometimes people forget that Jesus is living in them. And they live like the devil. And they can become reprobates and be disapproved because they don't respect or have the honor or the realization that Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, is actually living in them. How I many you know the Bible says that we are in him and he's in us? Paul said, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's Galatians 2.20. Praise God. Examine and test and evaluate your own self to see whether you're holding to your faith and showing the proper fruit. So we're going to examine, but this is going to be a good examination because you're going to make some adjustments and you're going to get stirred up. And I'm going to tell you, God is going to position you to be able to receive these blessings that he's been wanting to give to you and just been things holding it up. Hallelujah. How many of you know that you can get into an area where you're, you're doing things that's blocking your blessing? Well, we want to remove the hindrance tonight. Hallelujah. Everybody say remove the hindrance. Go ahead and give the Holy Ghost the authority. Go ahead and remove the hindrance from your life. Go ahead and say, Lord, remove the hindrance. Move, remove any hindrance from my life. Some of y'all already know what's hindering you. But you got to stir up yourself and get on fire for God and allow God to work his plan in your life so you can have God's best. Amen? 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-eight. It says, even when taking communion, let a man examine himself. And only when he has done so, 
should he eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So even when before you're taking communion, you should examine your heart, examine your motives, make sure that there's not anything in you that's not like God. I can remember as a young, as a young Christian, I mean, I used to pray, Father, if there's anything in me not like you, take it out. Just remove it. Just anything you find in me that's not like your character, that's not like you, go ahead and remove it out of my life. Get, I want it all gone. I don't want nothing in me unclean. Praise God. Boy, I'm going to tell you, you give God that kind of control over your life, I'm going to tell you, he's going he to put you on a highway to blessing. Praise God. So, and then we can allow God, as I said, to examine us. Psalm 26.2 says, put me on trial, Lord, and cross-examine me. Test my motives in my heart. How many want the Lord to put you on trial? Now, this is not a condemnation trial because the Lord doesn't condemn us. Amen. Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn us, but that the world through him might be saved. What he'll do is he'll show you wrong motives in your heart, a wrong behavior, wrong attitudes, so that you can be a partaker of his holiness. You have to allow God to correct you. The Bible says he corrects us not to harm us, but so that we would be partakers of his holiness. In other words, God has so much to share with us. He has so much to give. <laughs> he, he has so much that he wants to bless us with, but if we allow things in our life that's not of him, then it hinders him from blessing us the way he wants to bless us. How many of y'all want to really move the hindrance? How many of you know God got more in store for you than what you got? Yeah, you got, I'm going to tell you, he got a lot more for you. God has abundance for you, and if you're not in, the, in that area of abundance that where you know you should be, then you know you need to make some adjustments. Psalm 26, 2, the Amplified says, Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Test my heart and my mind. So a lot of times you'll be tested because it's through the test you find out your character. Amen. How many of you know that's true? Sometimes the Lord set things up. They're just a test for you. Because he wants you to know what's in you. He already knows what's in you. He'll test you so you can find out what's in you. For instance, if the cashier give you too much change back, how many of y'all count that as a blessing? <laughs> Glory to God gave her a 20 and she gave me 30 back. Boy, the Lord show is good. God is so faithful. That's a test of your character. I was believing God for, I was sowing by the hundreds. So I'm, I'm believing God, I'm reaping by the hundreds. I mean, that's my confession. I'm reaping by the hundreds. And one morning, I walked in on my job and looked down on the sidewalk, and there was, uh, I think, $800, eight $100 bills. So when I saw that money up there, I just real cool, just reached down there and scooped it up. Kept on walking. Then I looked at that money. I said, look at all them $100 bills. And the devil say, you've been believing for hundreds. <laughs> but I also saw, I don't know why, that morning I did, from way from the street, I saw, I don't know why, but I saw this individual that just caught my attention. And I couldn't understand why. On that particular day was a truck driver. Why I noticed the truck driver 
that was way up, way up the road there. Why did I look at that truck driver that day? It was a woman. So I said, I bet you all these people, I mean, it's been 100 people that passed down this sidewalk this morning. How could all them people step over this money? I mean, just as plain. And so I stopped, I called a guard, I told him, I said, hey, there was a truck driver just came in before I came through the gate. I said, when they check out, because they had to come sign the book, I said, ask her if she lost any money. And then I didn't tell him how much money it was. And sure enough, in about 30 minutes, he called me and said, yeah, this lady said she lost her money. I said, well, tell her I got it. It's all here. Boy, I'm going to tell you, that lady was so happy because it, she said, my husband just gave me this money this morning. This was my road money. And I was just thinking about how I was going to call my husband back and tell him that I lost $800. I knew right then that that was a character test of what I was going to do with that money because nobody saw me pick it up. I could have kept that money. Could have had a good time with it, $800. But I knew that wasn't my money when I picked it up. I said, this money ain't mine. So God will test you. He will, he, will, he will allow the test to come so you can find out what's in you. Sometimes we got some wicked stuff in us, and we don't know about it until the test comes. Okay? So the Lord will examine us that way, and he'll point out things in our character that's not like him, and we have to be, allow him to do it. Now, let's go through some things, some key areas that need constant attention to stay strong in the Word and strong in the Lord. There's some key areas that you just have to check up on all the time if you're going to keep walking with the Lord because a little bit of error may not seem like a lot, but the longer you walk in error, the bigger the error gets. In other words, if, 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 I, if I mark the straight line, from here to that building across the street, I had a straight line there. And I say, now, I need to stay on this straight line. But if I got off by one degree, if I got off just by one degree, you can't even measure one degree with your eye. By the time I got to that building there, I wouldn't be nowhere near the target. So it's important that we examine ourselves, allow the Lord to test us and examine us, and then make the adjustments. So I'm going to give you some areas here that, that you need to look at and you need to examine yourself in this area. The first area is your word life. How is your word life? All right, you say, Pastor, what is your word life? That means how much time do you spend with your Bible? How much time do you spend with the Word of God? Now, what are we talking about your word life? When we talk about your word life, we're talking about reading, meditating, and studying the word. Reading, meditating, and studying. Now, reading is very important because if you don't read, you don't have anything to meditate on. If you don't ever read the Bible, then you will be living off of stale bread a word God gave you three years ago. So you have to read, and I'm amazed at how many times in the Scripture it talks about how they just read the word. So we need to read the Bible regularly. You really need to read it every day. 
but it needs to be something that's consistent. The Bible says when Jesus was tempted by the devil, when he came to the synagogue, what did he do when he got to the synagogue? When he went in, the Bible says they, in Luke chapter 4, says they handed to him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and he stood up to do what? To read. And guess what he did? He read and he sat down. Can you imagine that? Wouldn't that be something if I came in one Sunday and just opened the Bible and read and went and sat down? Y'all would be like, what's wrong with pastor today? Well, I would be just following in the footsteps of Jesus. The minute he just went in, they read. Look at all the scripture in the Bible says, and they read the law of Moses every Sabbath. The people come together and they listen to somebody read the word. Paul told Timothy, until I come, give attention to reading. So you can't stop reading the word. I know this is a sensitive area because the devil don't want you to read your Bible. And anytime you get ready to read, there's a hundred things that come up that you got to do that have to be done right now to keep you out of that Bible. How many of you get ready to go to church? The devil said, you, you don't need no Bible to church. The pastor going to read everything to you. No, you need to bring your own Bible so you can read for yourself. So reading, 1 Timothy 4.13, meditation, Joshua 1.8, and study, 2 Timothy 2.15. Then when we're talking about your word life, you know, you read the word, you meditate the word, you study the Word. Everybody in here ought to be a student of the Word. Just imagine if everybody here was a student of the Word. That everybody's reading. You imagine, do you know how much power would be in this church if everybody just read and meditated in the Word and studied the Word? I'm going to tell you, every time the devil stuck his head up, he would get hit. Right? But he can attack people that don't have no Word in them. If you ain't got no word, you're an easy target because the devil don't respect you because you're a Christian. The only thing he, he respects is the word of God because that's the only thing that he's subject to is Jesus Christ and the word. He come to get the word. You read the parable of the sower. He comes to get the word. He ain't scared of Greg to have it. He's scared of the word that Greg would get on the inside of him. That word has to live in you and abide in you. Everybody say, I got to get the word on the inside. You see, a part of being a Christian is that you have, to, you have to allow God to take this word off these pages and let him lodge them down in your spirit. If they would make reading your Bible illegal and took all the Bibles away, would you have any word to live on? Some people wouldn't have enough word to live on. They wouldn't know nothing. They wouldn't know nothing about God's will or anything because they don't have no word on the inside. All of us need to study the word. We need to read the word. We have daily Bible reading calendar that I gave all y'all at the beginning of the year. Dust them off, okay? Dust them off, get them back out, start reading again. See, that's a good habit to develop. Now, when the read is by itself, it's not going to renew your mind, but Reading is a starting point. Amen? Because you got to get into meditation. 
And then you got to believe and mix faith with what you read, meditate, and study. You got to mix faith with the Word. Everybody say mix faith with it. So you're not just reading just like you read a magazine. You know how you read a magazine, you read the story, you get up and you leave, you don't even think about it no more? You can't do the Bible that way. You have to mix faith with what you've read. Everybody tell your neighbor, say you got to mix faith with the Word. Now, how many of y'all already know that? Now look at how many of y'all already knew that, that you got to mix faith with the Word. Now, when was the last time you mixed faith with what you read? See, just reading is not going to get it by itself. You got to take what you read and then meditate on it and then, I mean, put it into practice. You, you know, you got to mix faith with it. And one way you mix faith with it is you got to confess the word. Hebrews 10, 23 says, hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering. So a lot of Christians don't even have a confession of faith to hold fast to. A confession of faith is a promise that you have believed that hadn't materialized yet. That's why it's a, that's why it's a confession of faith, because it hadn't happened yet. But most believers, now I'm not talking about in this church here, but a lot of believers everywhere, they don't have no confession of faith at all. They're not believing God for things that haven't happened yet. All they're doing is reporting the weather, just talking about the circumstances and what's going on but not having a faith declaration of what's going to be. You got to confess the word. How you doing on confession? How often do I confess the word, Pastor? Every day. Why? Because the devil talking to you every day. Anybody in here ever got a break from the devil? Anybody in here the devil just take off a day? He there every day trying to trip you up. So you have to be consistent and you have to be diligent in that word. He's trying to put your light out. And he can't do it unless he can take the word from you. The word is a lamp for your feet, a light into your path. Jesus said in Luke 4.4, Matthew 4.4, in both of them, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? That's what we're supposed to live by. So I'm asking you, are you living by the word? Are you letting the Word guide your daily life? You have been listening to Living by the Word with your host, Greg Tejada, pastor of the Word Christian Center. I trust that you've received the Word of God that will change your life and make you strong. This message is available for a gift of $5 postage paid. If you would like a copy of today's message, call us at 318-442-8100. That's 318-442-8100. Or write us at P.O. Box 13195, Alexandria, Louisiana 71315. We invite you to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. for worship services. We're located at 4701 Lee Street in Alexandria, Louisiana, just two blocks off MacArthur Drive. Until next time, may God richly bless you. Hello, I'm Greg Tejada, pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. I'd like to tell you about my new book titled Praying Colossians 1. 
I'm excited about this new book because it teaches you how to pray the Colossians 1 prayer in a way that is practical, insightful, and relevant for our lives today and guaranteed to get results. You will pray the perfect will of God and be able to put into practice the principles that are outlined in this prayer. You will also increase your faith and experience a closer walk with the Lord. Your prayer life will never be the same again. To obtain your copy of my new book, Praying Colossians 1, go to our website, www.thewordcc.com or amazon.com. Or you can obtain a copy by calling 318-442-8100. We'll get it sent to you right away. The book is available for $7.95. Order your copy today, Praying Colossians 1. Thank you and may God richly bless you. some of them. But this one thing is very valuable to me. Let me tell you what it is. I've learned is radio station K-A-Y-T. Gina Alexandria. 88.1. Gospel Radio, serving all of Senla at 88.1. Welcome to My Analysis. I'm your host, K. Reed. Join us as we engage in Revelation.